It's San Diego Design Week, and welcome to this very special podcast, five-part mini-series called Designing the Fan Experience. I am one half of the Zero Chance podcast, Rick Romero. And my name is Jordan Stark of the brand design studio, Product Etc. Joining us will be marketing executives from San Diego's top professional teams, the Padres, Legion, Loyal, Seals, and the Sockers. And if you're listening to this episode, we have four other episodes out there available wherever you can find your favorite podcasts. In this episode, we speak with Nikki Pena of the San Diego Legion, where we discuss the genesis and growth of San Diego's first pro rugby brand, what Legion is doing to help further the adoption of rugby, and how a group of historians strengthen the brand organically by coming to matches dressed as Roman soldiers. We are here. It's another episode of the San Diego Design Week mini-series. Uh, we are being joined by Nikki Pena, the Director of Marketing and Promotions for the San Diego Legion. Thanks for joining us, Nikki. Yeah, of course. Thanks for calling on us and having me on the show. Yeah, we're stoked to have you. Um, so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about the San Diego Legion? Oh, gosh. I mean, where do I... Where do I start? Um, you could start with the amazing logos and design yeah. work, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, you know, that's, that's, that's a great place to start. So essentially, um, you know, this is kind of coming around full circle because Jordan here um, is one of the, you know, masterminds behind that and really did a lot to um, get us to a point that we had, you know, a brand and a look and a feel that our, you know, rugby supporters could get behind. So um, the team started in 2018, um, so we're going to be going into our fourth season. Um, and rugby is something that San Diego has not really had a you know solid sports team. Um, there's been other attempts to bring it here, and um, you know there's always been rugby on like a national level. Um, but this is something that you know our ownership team is really you know wanting to grow the sport, the community behind it, and then just really, you know, make it more generational and bring in a lot more younger fans. So um, the San Diego Legion plays their games at Torero Stadium. Um, This season was cut a bit short, unfortunately, because of, you know, the current pandemic at hand. But um, we're very proud to say that we were the only team in Major League Rugby to have a perfect 5-0 season. So we were undefeated. Um, you know, there was a lot of conversations, uh, and we, we definitely consider ourselves the unofficial crowned Kings of major league rugby, but, um, yeah, they're definitely good chance that, you know, going into 2021, uh, we'll have a hand in potentially bringing home the MLR championship to San Diego. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role with the team? Yeah, so um, my role with the team, uh, you know, I actually was involved the first season. Um, So there was a marketing agency that I was with at the time called Paradigm. And we um, were worked very closely with their in house team. I mean, we were the marketing team, we just weren't, you know, on the official payroll, but we helped launch the sports team, um, helped do a lot of like kind of the grassroots stuff, did a lot of paid social digital marketing. And then also the PR was a big push. Um, which I helped spearhead. Um, And so, you know, kind of fast forward to 2020, 
uh, they were looking to bring in a uh, marketing person in-house that could spearhead and really just bring in a little bit more structure and order to how we talk about ourselves and how we promote ourselves and what kinds of audiences we prioritize. And so that's where, you know, I come in. Um, I do, you know, although I'm not a designer, um, my role is to just make sure that we have like a very cohesive brand. The way we talk about ourselves is very consistent. I also help our sponsorship team um, as far as creating the assets that we need. Uh, you know, to make sure that they, like the partners that we work with know, you know, the value that they get with uh, partnering with the San Diego Legion and supporting the rugby community here in San Diego. So right how has the design of the fan experience uh, needed to pivot for since the pandemic? Like, obviously, I know all these teams uh, that we've spoken with, everything is more digital now, like to reach the audience. Um, you know, what what has the Legion done to, to, to change? Yeah, so, I mean, a few things. Um, right now, we're doing a lot to look at, okay, what is the next season going to look like? Is there going to be fans? Is there not going to be fans? I mean, there's so much uncertainty, right? So, um, a big part of our revenue stream has been ticket sales on game day. And so we've been um, looking into potentially creating in, in a, like making more official a San Diego Legion supporters program. So um, because we have so many diehard fans and, you know, we've done really well and to grow our season ticket holders, um, kind of just adding an additional component that they would jump on board with, whether it's getting more promotions from our corporate partners, getting a, a limited edition and exclusive merch, having very small, you know, COVID-19 friendly events um, that we could, you know, maybe do like meet and greets. Um, and then also doing more to help um, enhance the experience at our headquarters, which it's still a little bit in its infancy and we're not ready to announce yet, but that's something that, you know, we'll, we'll be kind of announcing a little bit more details about, um, cool, in the cool. coming months. um, and what's neat about it is these aren't, if anything, it's going to be complementing our ticket sales once we get to that point. So it's, it's, it's not going to go away. If anything, it's just going to kind of enhance our overall experience. So this has definitely caused us to, you know, think outside of the box for, a lack of a better way to describe it and just be a little bit more savvy with the things that we offer the public. That's cool. So it, it's almost like you, uh, you guys have been able to address maybe some other stuff that you might've overlooked previously or not, not been pushing as hard as you maybe could have. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think the extended off season, you know, definitely helped with that and helped us, um, you know, build more um, to kind of put behind our brand and kind of enhance what, our fans get get out of the experience of supporting Legion. Awesome. Um, do you, so, I mean, I guess you kind of answered this question as far as um, any other anticipated long-term changes as a result of the pandemic. So, you know, like your digital marketing efforts, are those kind of going to have a little bit more, you know, firepower, the game day experience, et cetera. It sounds like there, there's going to be some long-term changes for you. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely looking to explore that. And that's something that I've pushed our, um, you know, team to kind of really think about, like, you know, because we can't really rely on that entertainment and large event component, like, okay, how do we make our digital marketing efforts that much stronger? Like, how do we just 
you know, build our metrics and like the amount of people that we reach online? How do we make it more accessible? How are we, how are we kind of using the resources that we have available, but maybe, you know, is, is that, is that a paid social media strategy? Is that, you know, more, mm-hmm. more content in our newsletters? Is that, um, you know, much more updated blog? Like, how are we telling that story with what we do have? And then maybe putting some dollars behind it to reach new audiences. Cool. Um, okay. Uh, so, you know, like, as far as we, we talked a little bit about pandemic, current events, um, when it comes to some of the foundational stuff that define Re- Legion as a brand or even uh, types of pageantry used in rugby, what role does art and design play in rugby and the Legion? So, you know, the pageantry, the colors, the kits, uh, sight sounds, how fans get creative and wear, you know, costumes or whatever. What what role does that type of thing play in rugby and the Legion? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely um, a big part of what we were able to create for game day experience. So, you know, we have this like shield and something that we've never really talked about, but we're potentially looking at doing this uh, into next year for our 2021 team kits is um, actually using a gladiator image um, and making that reference back to, you know, what, what really started that push of being like these warriors and these fighters on the field, um, but still that sense of community and that you're fighting for your community. Right. And so um, something that we've gotten from our fans is we have this, like this group of hardcore supporters called the cohort and they're you know very much self-proclaimed um the like official unofficial mascot of legion um (laughs) and it's historians who dress up in uh gladiator gear and they make their own armor that's extremely vocal on behalf of us via social media and you know via different forums um but i mean the coolest part about it is just what they bring to our game day experience because you see them and as someone who maybe has never experienced rugby or it's their first time coming to a legion game you're almost like whoa those people are on brand like they really match <laughs> this ambiance that's associated with this shield and this warrior and this gladiator type persona so it's very cool and they're they're all they're you said they're historians yeah, so they're historians. Most of them, um, you know, they, they they get very particular over the type of materials that are used <laughs> for their phenomenal. attire, and they that's have amazing. like a they have a headquarters that they have dedicated to building this. I mean, I know we're, we're you know all we're kind of limited to is sounds, but if I could share my screen, I could show you just how much they go above and beyond to to really represent us well. That's and awesome. So- so what what do you think that adds to the to the team and to to the experience like that type of thing you know it's i don't i don't i wouldn't say credibility but it definitely just validates what we're doing i mean so much of our so much of our internal team you know we try to have that two-way communication to make sure to you know check on them how they're doing get their feedback from them um but also like we are one, maybe, I think the only other team that has something similar or like unofficial rival, the Seattle Seawolves. Uh, okay. Basically between us, we're the only two that have like a very hardcore group of, of fans like this. 
Um, and, and even then I wouldn't say that these guys are dressing up as sea wolves. Right. So it's, (laughs) it's just like for them to be able to match that, like the way that they've created, like, you know, they, they also, the other part too, that I forgot to mention because rugby is a sport that like, you know, a lot of people don't really know how it's played and it's not really an American sport. It's still definitely growing its presence here in um, North America. But um, they've done a great job to help educate fans that come to our games and it's their first time there on, you know, kind of the rules, how it's played, that, you know, when the when the kicker is about to kick following a try, you stay quiet, you're not cheering, you're not being disrespectful. So those some of those traditions are, you know, becoming a little bit more prevalent, too. They'll kind of lead the uh, lead the the crowd as, as far as behavior. Yeah. Absolutely. They definitely do a really great job of that. And also cheering when it's appropriate, et cetera. Um, do you think, do you think that, that, that hardcore group would have been there regardless of what the team was called or looked like, or, you know, do you, do you think the, the, the name and the kits and the, you know, I don't know the brand in general, do you think that helped kind of encourage them or, you know, how do you think that developed? You know, it's tough because I thought about that before I uh, before I joined you guys today. But I really think it's kind of like a chicken or egg type concept where, yeah. you know, I, I think what happened was it was definitely fueled. Like the passion was fueled because of the brand that, you know, you, Jordan, and the ownership team kind of landed on. You know, and I think, I think that there was definitely the concept existed with, um, you know, Ryan and the original folks who were there to create what the San Diego Legion was going to look like and feel like. And so I think these guys just probably took it up a notch because of the fact that they already had that like passion for history and, you know, wanting to kind of embrace some of that gladiator component. And, you know, of course the, the community angle too, I think is really huge. Yeah. That's funny. Cause they're historians. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> it's so funny. That's amazing. Wow. I love that. So yeah, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know all that. That's funny. <laughs> so what are some of the ways uh, that San Diego does differently uh, compared to the rest of the league or other rugby leagues across the world? Uh, well, compared to the rest of the league, you know, we're the undefeated yeah. uncrowned <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I think, you know, something that we uh, get a lot of uh, respect for is the level of professionalism that we bring. Um, you know, I, I, not to sound like I'm a Yankee fan or anything, and that's what we're going to praise, right? But it's, uh, th- we definitely get praised a lot for the investment and the dedication that we have to growing the sport. Um you know, we've signed some really big names um, as far as like international players who are wanting to help grow the sport in the U.S. Um, an example is Chris Robshaw. So he's an international uh, English superstar rugby player who's, you know, been the captain of the national English national team. Um, and so he's going to be joining us for two seasons. Awesome. Um, the previous year, we signed someone named Ma Nonu, who's an all-black Um, New Zealand rugby player who's also another international star and you know I think it's not so much of you know wanting to pound our chest over that but you know signing that kind of player just really shows our commitment to player development because the local guys or the guys that we bring on from the U.S. um, they're going to definitely have an opportunity to learn and grow from them too. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a that's a big part of um, you know kind of what makes us stand out. Um, but internationally, uh, from you know what we hear and what we see in like the rugby community and other other folks who know rugby internationally is that you know San Diego Legion is definitely doing a lot to just grow the sport um, here in the U.S. And do you, are you guys seeing <clears throat> are you guys seeing a, a dividends pay from that type of investment? Um, not just as far as like even bringing on a marketing officer or or director, but also making these investments in players. Are are you guys starting to see uh, you know dividend from those types of, of investments? Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, you know slow and steady, but yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the one of the things is that. Uh, with an announcement like Manonu, uh, we definitely got a lot more, like an increase in season ticket holders. We had more people who were, oh yeah, I definitely want to be there because I'm a hardcore rugby fan and I've always wanted to see this guy play live. So it just definitely helps drive, um, you know, ticket sales, people coming out to games. Um, You know, we get a lot of people, and this is something that I noticed during the games that we did play this season. Um, is Ma going to be on the roster? Is Ma going to be playing? Like that, those are just names that people want to see. They want to experience how they play the sport. Um, and, you know, making that kind of invest, investment isn't just ticket sales. It's also, you know, the PR coverage that you get. You get a lot of conversations. You get more traffic to your website. You get, you know, like our social channels were like on fire for that week after we announced Chris Robshaw in June. Um, so you definitely just see a spike in like marketing metrics, which then translate to sponsorship and then translates yeah. to other people wanting to partner with your brand. So it just really mm-hmm. elevates the power of your brand when you have players that are just very like internationally recognized, not just, you know, nationally or locally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, that's awesome to hear. Um, so the the uniforms, the pageantry, the cohort, you know, those the the hardcore fans, um, and you know, a meticulously planned game day experience. How does that type of energy, or you know, um, the logistics behind that? How do, how do how does all that relate to the player experience, um, as opposed to the fan experience? So you know, when doing even the the branding for for Legion, uh, one of the conversations was that this is a very international sport. And a lot of international players have been waiting for the American market to kind of like grow and to take the sport of rugby seriously. Um, We want to create a brand and a kit that when we approach a player from England or New Zealand or whatever, that they're just like, oh, I'm stoked to wear this. Um, so how have you seen like all this stuff as far as art and design and, and the game day experience, how does that translate to the player on the field as opposed to like a a fan? I I think that as far as like the impact it has on like player and the player recruitment is, you know, it's totally there. Um, something that we experienced just within MLR on its own is, um, there was a new team that launched um, in another major city. I'll, I'll leave it unnamed, but I'm sure people can, you know, figure it out if they were to Google it. But um, what happened was it 
it, it definitely aligned with the brand and persona that they were trying to go with that involved alcoholic beverages, but in some ways it kind of backfired with them when they actually unveiled it. And social media forums and, you know, the conversation online was just, it, it almost was like, what are you doing? We're trying to build a very serious brand here in the United States. And we want, you know, people to take rugby seriously. We want it to be a professional sport, you know, and in turn, we definitely got a lot of people calling out the fact that, you know, Legion just has like a very sharp look to it. Um, you know, it's definitely a very fierce brand. I think the red and black combination has been um, really powerful. It looks great in photography. It looks great in video. Um, it stands out in comparison to the other teams. Um, and, you know, I, I would say, I, I think definitely our, our players are, are proud to put the you know uniform on I, at least i haven't you know heard otherwise um but it's something that uh, i i think it's it's only just kind of getting better like you again jordan and the team put together something that you know had really great roots and a really great base and foundation for us to continue growing it and you know i just think kind of each year the kits just have a new component to it that just stands out even more and you know our players are are really stoked about it you can build on it yeah. Uh, cool. That's that's awesome. Um, do do you think the the you know like the cohort and the fan excitement? Do you think that translates to actual? You know, it's hard to to measure it, but do you think it translates to to wins and losses in some way, shape, or form? Do you think that um, just that energy between players and fans and how they're responding to a home game? Do you think that that has a, a, an effect on players on the field? Yeah, I mean, I think I think definitely, you know, our our players are more driven to you know, our players are just more driven to keep that excitement up because there is for sure a direct correlation that, you know, if you're winning, your fans are going to be excited. You know, people are going to come out to games, people are going to you know, invest more in your team, people are going to want to partner with you additionally and, you know, you definitely that, that's that's something that the players absolutely measure. I think, you know, what I remember a lot the first season is we would get so many of the players afterwards asking us, well, how was the crowd? What was the crowd like? How many tickets did we sell? Like they just, they wanted that direct feedback of how did we do? Because that's a representation of the number of people that we had at the stands. And I thought that was really great. You know, that, that kind of just made me very cognizant of it. And, you know, another example yeah. too is, the Padres uniform, amazing. That bring back the brown is great, and that's why we're winning now. So that's—I <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what else to really credit with with the with the wins that we have going on, other than the amazing gear that we have. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking a little bit about it, um, and I mean, I think it's there's definitely a combination of of I think a player chemistry and players like Tatis just bringing this unreal amount of energy into the the clubhouse that um i think and then you have the veteran leadership i think things are are clicking kind of at the right time and uh you know of course i like to think that the uniforms yeah are, are definitely <laughs> playing a role i know fans are pumped yeah. on the uniforms so that i mean i you know no there's no fans at the game so we can't really say that but but i i i don't know i don't know how how often fans or players are are kind of like getting a vibe from from fans on digital channels but i think everyone's pretty excited and feeling yeah. good right now and you know i mean i think 
like to your point about not having fans in the crowd, that's why like now more than ever, the digital presence of your brand and what fans are saying about it on Reddit and Twitter and whatever, you know, closed groups that are out there, that's so important to be measuring and to be active on those platforms. Ah, that's so. a good point. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good point. That's like, that's all there is. <laughs> yeah. There is, I know. I, and it's, it's probably going to be that way for a bit. So why not pivot, adapt and, you know, yep. make the best that you can with it. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Um, and so, uh, talking to, we talked about the players and the fans, um, and this one's a, a little bit different. Um, this question besides the entertainment value and, you know, this, this goes to all sports, but, um, besides the entertainment value, what role and value do you think, uh, sporting sport organizations and clubs bring to communities and cities, you know, like you see a lot of teams, they, they kind of attach themselves to a city or community in some way and serve as a representation. Um, what role do you think clubs should play in, in that with their cities and communities? Yeah. I mean, I think that the community component is huge for, for sports. And I think that's something that maybe we're just kind of taught as we're like, you know, playing little league and playing these like, you know, just youth sports um, very, very early on, um, you know, and that's something that our, our, our organization is also prioritizing as well. Um, so something that we've taken into account during the extended off season is um, finalizing things and pushing things forward so we can build a, a Legion community foundation. So it's going to be, kind of, you know, our own separate um entity it's our 501c3 um, that you know allows us to just do more philanthropic work and to give back to the local community through rugby um, you know rugby within itself is a super accessible sport in that you're not having like if you're a kid who wants to play this you're not having to spend or your family spend a lot of money to get pads and gear and a training bag in this i mean it's something that is played in communities with a ball and you can just mark the floor and you don't even necessarily need the goalpost, right? And so wow, yeah. that's that's just something that we just we I mean obviously we do definitely want to grow the, the sport and make younger generations um, playing this, but also like think about the opportunities that it creates when you know kids are playing rugby. Um, you know, maybe it's scholarship opportunities, maybe it's you know just the the values that come with it as far as like the integrity and the respect and the community component and obviously the competition. Um, but that's something that we're, you know, just definitely hoping to build um, throughout the rest of this year and, you know, years moving forward. Um, so something that actually should be kind of rolling out here pretty soon is just doing more to potentially even do like a virtual PE program for schools. Um, and so, you know, we, wow. we definitely are, you know, finalizing that kind of program, what that might look like and, you know, forming some partnerships to also um, help supplement because you know so much of the learning right now is virtual so we're trying to adapt and um, provide that as like a resource too yeah it's kind of like a win-win situation you're trying like it seems like a lot of a lot of teams uh try to create with the community yeah i mean you you definitely you definitely have to i don't it, it's kind of just hard to think of a sports team that doesn't prioritize that like community component you know it's just it's it's, it's a it's a big piece um, is, is Legion doing anything as far as addressing 
the kind of current push with uh, racial equality and civil rights and um, you know what 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 are maybe some thoughts or or action that that might be being taken yeah um, you know I would say that part is kind of twofold in that for me personally you know and being the one that's you know really leading this brand is I never want anything that we do to look performative and I never would want us to essentially, put out a statement or to put out a black square because that's what everybody else is doing. And that's what right. brands are expected to do. So for me as, you know, kind of the one that's creating the content um, digitally, I've just, I've just been very cognizant of how we feature our players and making sure that the, the way that we showcase our player isn't, you know, it's doing, it's not to tokenize anyone, but rather to, you know, highlight, highlight the black players that we have just as much as we highlight white players that we have and telling their story equally across the board and showcasing their accomplishments. And I think that that's something that, you know, I'm going to, you know, just ring very true to um, and also hold anybody that we hire as far as like photographers, contractors, videographers, et cetera, also to the same standard. Um, Because I, you know, I think that that's something that, goes a little bit unnoticed as far as like being a very important piece when you're, you know, wanting to communicate this, these inequalities and also just be more inclusive and diverse moving forward. Um, But also another piece too, as far as like what we're trying to work on with the Legion Community Foundation, you know, we're definitely um, working to identify how we can reach more um, brown and black communities in underserved regions as well. So like an easy example, Um, although a bit different is, you know, how do we maybe work with like the Chula Vista school district to, um, bring the sport to maybe more like Latino communities, because that is a community that's a big, I think it's almost 40% of San Diego's population. So like, how do we make sure that, you know, these kids who maybe never played rugby before or have the, you know, opportunities that come with playing the sport, um, are just available to them as an option. That's terrific. That's terrific. Yeah, that's, those are two super important things, especially coming from marketing as a content creator. You know, like as content creators, um, we're making media, we're making uh, a lot of stuff that reaches a lot of people's eyes and ears. Um, I think content creators need to be kind of aware of how they're either con- how they're contributing, whether good or bad. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think, I think part of it too is like, it just only serves, it serves right the like the way that the team operates, because right now, as it stands, like the players that we have just are so much of a brotherhood, and they just like get along with each other so well. So like, and, and you know, most of them are black, indigenous people of colors, so most of our players, uh, they just they have a great brotherhood. So I think it's a really important thing to kind of, you know, showcase and be authentic to also. Yeah. That itself is an example. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us, Nikki. Uh, I, I can't wait for the Legion to get back on the fields and, you know, undefeated this year. So you guys are like basically the reigning champions. So I, I can't wait to see you guys next year. Thank you. I mean, Hey, if the New York times said that we're the uncrowned Kings, then I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's real. Yeah. Paper a record, paper a yeah. record. <laughs> well, do you want to uh, promote the uh, the team's social handles or anything? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we're sdlegion.com for more information or at sdlegion um, everywhere else. Awesome. Right Thank you so much. Thank you, Nikki. Yeah, thanks for having us on. If you like this episode, we had the opportunity to chat with other marketing executives from your favorite San Diego sports teams. And you can find those episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.